Bobcat fans. Support both your favorite team and Montana State students. When you shop at the student and faculty-owned MSU Bookstore, your purchase lowers the price of course materials for Montana State students. Montana State is in the midst of a historic year, and the MSU Bookstore has everything you need, from jerseys to garments, t-shirts to sweatshirts. You can also find the vast selection of Bobcat gear online by visiting msubookstore.org. Help students excel and look your best in blue and gold. The MSU Bookstore is your Bobcat gear headquarters. This is Nuwana's Now on 102.9 ESPN Radio Missoula. Happy Monday, everybody. Welcome back. Nuwana's Now, ESPN Radio, SWX Montana Television, and the ESPN MT app. Coulter Nuwana's coming to you through the ESPN MT studio here at the Missoula Broadcasting Company. Locally owned and operated for better part of 15 years and happy to say so. It's been a crazy season of travel. I've been covering the league, the Big Sky Conference, for 16 years now, and I've been on the road as much as ever before. I think part of it is because there's been so many actual road trips. But the Grizz back at home this upcoming weekend. The Cats on the road at NAU. Need a place to watch all the games. They got drink specials every single day, 20 keto machines, a liquor store, and pizza over at the Silver Slipper. There's nowhere else you should be watching your favorite team. At the Slipper, it's all about great food, tasty drinks, and the urge to have a good time. Come see why the Silver Slipper is the best-kept secret in Montana across the street from Walmart on Brooks, thanks to the Silver Slipper. Hour number one, Montana Football Hour, all the way through all of the Grizz heartache and heartbreak from a 24-21 loss at Weber State. That's three in a row now for Montana, and uh, they got some work to do to get it back on track. Good news for the Grizzlies. They still have three games remaining on the regular season schedule and still a lot out in front of them. You can find everything from my discussion with Riley Corcoran, the voice of the Grizz, on the Montana Football Hour, which is presented by the M Store and the MSU Bookstore. Hour number two, one of your favorite conversations of the week is the Monday afternoon quarterback with Coach Marty Marty Morningweg in studio with us. It's presented by Front Street Pizza, Dazzler's Car Wash of Missoula, and Rome Student Housing. Coach, first of all, you're wearing your Carroll College football fighting Saints. What's going on with Bobby Cade and the boys? Go Saints. Huge win. Six and two. They're in the thing. They've got a big game. Uh, two big games coming up. So, uh, look at Carroll College wins, Columbia loses, the Grizz lose. Our family's one and two. Yeah. What the heck? It's not a good weekend when these things happen. We want to be two and one or three and oh. Let's talk about the Grizz game for a minute. You were there on the, the color uh, commentating call for the, uh, the TV broadcast. And I, I got to tell you, Coach, uh, in about two, I think I was roughly estimating, I think I've covered about 225 Big Sky games now over the last 16 years. Wow. That was the the single most abysmal offensive performance <laughs> I've ever seen, man. I, and and it, was, it was so hard to watch because it wasn't just a struggle. It was just rinse and repeat. I mean, the Grizz faced third and eight, third and nine all day, drop back, Hold on the ball too long, get sacked over and over and over and over again. I mean, where are we at with this Grizz offense? Uh, it was a difficult thing to watch, really on both teams. In fact, I think I said it on there. This is like 1972 <laughs> right. type of slugfest. And and what trumps the slugfest? You know, how do you win a slugfest? You know, and then and then big plays typically trump. The slugfest. If you're going to slugfest, you need to score points and sustain some drives if For you're sure. playing that manner. And, and at least you got to be able to run the ball, too, man. I mean, yeah. one, one yard of carry ain't going to do no, it. No, well, 
it's obvious that their coaches thought they had a good game plan, right? And it didn't work. Right. right. All right. So you learn from it and you move on. Now, they they tried to maneuver just a little bit, right? With some wildcat with Bergen. And I thought that was good. The three tight ends, you know, it wasn't quite enough to keep the Weber State. And Weber State's got a good defense. It wasn't, it just wasn't enough to keep them off balance. You've got to keep a team like that off balance. And I suspected going into the game that there were going to be a lot of one-on-one matchups. Right. And you know me. I mean, it's like bombs away, skyrockets in flight <laughs> if you get one-on-ones, right? That's right. you got to take advantage of your one-on-ones. And, and look at uh, nobody uh, did very well in that game. And that 114 yards just sticks with me in my gut, you know. So, look, at, what do you do now? You better stand and deliver. And the Grizz will find out. How much character they have on that football team. What type of leadership. You better stand up to the negativity because there's going to be a lot coming down on you. Right? Don't ignore it. Stand up to it. Get back to work with that steel mind of all those players. And then a little bit better game plan. You've got the quarterback coming back. I wonder how O'Connell's doing because on air, I said, look, it. They might not miss O'Connell much in the run game, right? But they're going to miss him in the pass game. I think they missed him in the run game as well. They did. They did. I mean, all of Weber's – Weber had, I think, 187 yards rushing, but it was either one yard – or gas plays, and every time it was when the the back would bounce out, and it's it's because the dude who sets your edge wasn't there to set the edge. Yeah, you're exactly right. I I just thought that the the Grizz defense was uh, really deep, so they, but but they would miss his pattern. Look at the defense played well, but you you got too many exceptions. That's bull. You, they give up a, a several big plays, and then sure. at the end of the game, how many times have you seen it? When an offense has done absolutely nothing all game, and they need one drive and, and or one big play, and they do it right at the end. There was five and a half minutes left, right? Great kick. I mean, uh, uh, why do would they ever kick it to him? I know. That's, that's the first thought I had. I mean, Malik Flowers is just like, it was so funny because we were talking – because everybody's been kicking away from him all year. Yeah. Somebody in the press box asked me, they said, do you think Malik Flowers will ever return a kick again for the Grizz? <laughs> yeah. And I was like, I don't know if they will. And then they kick it to him, and he houses it instantly. Right. They go up by two scores. They kick it to him. I mean, that, that's crazy. Now, I think, I suspect is what they were doing. Because that kicker was jerking it pretty good. I mean, they were trying to kick it into the end zone. Right, sure. And just just didn't do it a couple of times. And he had another good return early in the game. So, and, and he got snagged by the kicker. He might have had two kicks for touchdowns if he wouldn't have got tripped by the kicker. So getting back to my original point, that Grizz defense gave up a, 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 a few big plays, which we talked about. It trumps a slugfest. And then at the end of the game, five and a half minutes left. Stop him. Stop him and give your offense, who hasn't done anything, all game, one more opportunity. And then that offense, now, we got to get this thing going. There's too many skilled, talented players That's right. on offense. Now, look, they're on a three-game slide, yeah. right? All right, you stand and deliver, baby. Here it comes. This playoff start now. There's no doubt about it. Marty Mornaway again in studio with us. It's the Monday afternoon quarterback, presented in part by Front Street Pizza. Front Street Pizza down there on Front Street, across the street from the old public library, just up from the new public library, right below Rome Student Housing. They have traditionally sourced pizza. Buy the slice, buy the pie, try the garlic knots, go on down there. It's a great place to hang out. Really inviting atmosphere and uh, delicious pizza pie, if I don't say so myself. Um, Coach, not not even talking about the Grizz in general, but I want to talk, talk to you about just broad elements of, of coaching offensive football. 
first of all, you and I have talked about this a lot. When you have a quarterback that's uh, you built your offense around, like they do with Lucas Johnson, then that guy goes out. What's the process like with the next guy? Because it seems to me that they're not simplifying things enough for Chris Brown, but also they're not giving him any sort of uh, traction because, you know, if you have a backup guy, you want to be able to lean on the run game and, and do all that stuff. When you're averaging one yard per carry and then you don't have these one-on-one matchups isolated, it, it gives the kid really no room to operate. Just offensively, look, at with, a, with a backup quarterback, I just firmly believe that you should be able to maneuver enough to score some points, right. even against a top-flight defense. Now, so when you bring a backup quarterback in, by the way, it was 3-1 and one as a starter going into that game. I thought that might be a real plus. It, it, he may be better when he's starting than coming off the bench sure. when the game's already uh, been started. So, uh, but, but you have to trust the fellas that are on the field. I look at I I coach for... What, going on four decades, right? I've done it every which way, right? Uh, when I thought I was undermanned or I'm with the backup quarterback. The very best way is to trust the young man and trust his strengths and play directly to his strengths. You know, they had a nice little movement play to the left early in the game. So I'm going, boom, they're playing to his strengths. Get right. him on the move just right. a little bit. Right. And then it didn't happen much from then on. Too many dropbacks. There was there's been some quarterbacks where I'm going, hey, get fellas, you know, talking to the staff and to the offensive team. We may drop back four times this game. You know, everything else is going to be play action and movement. Uh, so uh, and sprint outs. Uh, so and they had so many one on ones. I was just a little surprised by that. But look at look at here we go. Okay, three game skid. Right, stand up and support your team. Right, it's real easy when they're five and zero. Oh, uh, pat them on the back is re- that's really easy to do when your team is on a three game skid and everything Coulter, everything is still in front of them. Right, all those high aspirations. Right, it's still there for them. So trust the coaching staff, trust the players, and coaches trust the players that are on the field and rock and roll and give it everything you got, and then let's just see what happens. That, that's exactly what I was saying in the Montana Football Hour on uh, when you were on your way here is that you lost three in a row. You, you, you did. It already happened. You can't change it. Stand up to it. You, you got you to move forward, right? Right. You still have the team that you had in August that you thought could make a run of the national championship. How tough is that? I know you've, you've primarily coached NFL guys, so a little bit more maturity level there. It just seems like that's a tall task with, with college kids, but not unattainable. Oh, it's not unattainable. Are you kidding me? We've got some great mature leader type of fellows on that Grizzly football team. Well, for sure. I suspect that they're, they're going to find out, you know, what type of leaders they are. So the, the, the first thing, right, a team that is talented, the Grizz are talented, well-coached. Grizz are well-coached. Discipline, typically. Typically, they are. They lost their discipline a little bit, I think, in there, and they got it back. So, well-disciplined. And, and that type of environment with high expectations, players thrive in that. Do not ever lower your expectations. That's the thing I'm worried about now is, is just that, objectively, Montana has gone on the road two weeks in a row, played two of the top five teams in the country, and lost. But they're talking about that being the narrative now. They're saying, ah. see, I, my whole thing is you got to say, hey, we just weren't good enough. We got to be better. 
we still are the team that we thought we were in August. Be better. Go win out. And we're going to learn from it. We're going to move on. There's another game coming up real quick, right? And then the next time we get those guys, we're going to kick the bleep out of them. Period. That's the mentality that you have to have. And here's how we're going to do it. You know, a little bit different. You know, one of the things coming out of a game that I think is overlooked by many staffs, coaching staffs, is the corrections. You must get the corrections done. Yes. And, and, and or how are you going to get better? Like any mistake made. If that doesn't happen again, how much better do you get? And then this mistake doesn't happen again. And then by by the end of the year, you're rolling hopefully into the playoffs. Now look at look at they got to win out. It looks like possibly win out. How do you win out this game right now? Right. right? The past is important to learn from. The future important to play. But the time is now. Get your work done. Focus in. Right. Right. Clear eyes. Clear the mind. Great focus and get back to work and go kick bleep. Last question about the Grizz. To me, we can talk until we're blue in the face about all these different things that have gone on these last three weeks. But the fundamental issue with the Grizzly offense this last couple weeks and the fundamental issue for the Grizz in terms of truly chasing national championships over the last 10 or 12 years has been their inability to run the football at an elite level. Mm Mm-hmm. If you can run the football, you can make everything easier. I mean, if they're averaging five yards of carry on Saturday, a lot of stuff is a lot easier for Chris Brown to operate with. Well, I'll tell you, one of the good, really good coaches, I think, in the NFL is a man in Seattle, right? And, and he's sort of a defensive guy, so he leans towards the running game, right? Yep. And all that leans towards the defense. But against the – I studied them quite a little bit. Yeah. Uh, you know, I liked Russell Wilson back in the day, so I studied – Okay. But the very best defenses they faced, they threw the ball early and often throughout the game. Because because in the NFL, the run game will take you so far. You'll beat up on the middle and, and lower type of defense. You'll beat up on them really bad. But then when you face a top five sort of defensive front, okay, you've got to be able to run the ball effectively on that. And it doesn't happen as regularly as it does in college. You can take you can take the run game far, right? But look at Saban over there in Alabama. Now he didn't do much in the NFL, but one sure. of the greatest college coaches ever. Years ago, he sort of changed his philosophy. He recruited moving, grooving guys that could pass the football at the quarterback spot. Changed his whole offensive philosophy. He used to be a big-time run guy, right? You have to change with sure. with the the times and how the game is changing. But now you can do both, right? I mean, yeah. Sac State is considered a spread passing offense. They run for 275 yards a game. That's why the offense works, right? I mean, the Cats are running this, this zone read spread. 300 yards a game on the ground. Yeah, and I think it's a little easier to do in college, but that run game is important. Yes. Uh, And in college, I think you score more points with the running game. Uh, But the pass game, to win the whole thing, step back and look at it. There's probably an outlier or two out there, right? Sure. In certain years, maybe once in a decade. But you typically, even at the college level, have to throw the ball with precision to win the whole thing, right? Not why are you doing it? It's to win the whole thing, right? That's right. That's right. I just wonder, I just think the Grizz could be less predictable and more creative in their run game, which would open up everything else. And it's just, it's sort of baffling to me why this has continued to elude them for so long. They used to be the best team at running the ball anywhere in the United States of America. It's Monday afternoon quarterback, Coach Marty Mornaway, joining us in studio here on Nuanas Now. It's presented in part by Rome Student Housing. 
Rome Student Housing has modern floor plan designs. The majority of the units have their own full bathrooms attached to bedrooms, so no more waiting for a shower. They have studio, one bedroom, one bath, two bedroom, two bath, four bedroom, two bath, and four bedroom, four bath. All sorts of other great amenities uh, for both uh, winter, spring, summer seasons, whatever summer it might, or whatever season it might be, excuse me. Interior courtyard with fire pits, grilling stations, a ping pong table, outdoor seating, everything in between. Go check out Rome Student Housing. Great option for any of your students here in Missoula. It's located right there on Front Street. Appreciate Rome Student Housing for their continued support of us here at ESPN Radio and for presenting the Monday afternoon quarterback with Coach Marty. We have some free car washes for you, and we got some great NFL talk. We'll do that next. Keep it right here. It's Nuanas Now, ESPN Radio. For unquestionably committed coverage of Montana, Montana State, and Big Sky Conference athletics from a homegrown local source, you can count on Skyline Sports. The grassroots news-gathering organization is owned and operated by Coulter and Brooks Nuanas, a pair of Missoula natives and University of Montana graduates. For the best sports journalism in the state, you can choose to buy local when you choose to buy Skyline Sports. For $8 a month or $90 a year, you can get the best coverage available at SkylineSportsMT.com. Skyline Sports, every day, every season. ESPN Radio. Sometimes we just talk and think about it way too hard. At the end of the day, it is what it is. You got to get better. You got to just move forward. And if you do, I mean, how about this? The Grizz right now are in the middle of a three-game losing streak. And that is something that no one, including anybody that works at this radio station or works at Skyline Sports or anything, could have predicted. What? kind of story would it be if Montana never lost again this year? And that's still in front of them. So, enough about the Grizz. We've spent an hour and 26 minutes of this show talking about the Grizz already. That's what happens when the Grizz lose and the Cats have a bye. But it's time to talk about the NFL. It's the Monday afternoon quarterback, Coach Marty Mornaweg in studio with us. More than 25 years in the NFL and all sorts of great insight for you. It was a great weekend in the NFL. So, let's start with one bright spot for those Grizz enthusiasts listening to the show. Smarty Torrey was a fan favorite here at Montana. And a guy I know is disappointing for people around here when he transferred to Nebraska. But what a moment for him last night. It was in a loss, but Smarty Torrey gets on the board. Scores his first touchdown. Pretty cool. Well, that's the Green Bay Packers are down a bunch of guys, right? And, for sure. And it looks like it, right? Nobody's immune. To a three-game losing streak now. That's right. And, and, and if you think you're immune, it's going to hit you in the face. But anyway, yeah, I'm proud of him. Uh, you, you know, when he caught the ball, I was watching it live, and 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 I am disappointed that he went off to Nebraska for his fifth year, whatever that transfer thing is. But, uh, yeah, I, that's the first thing I thought of. Up with Montana boys right there. Down with the foe. You know, the best part of that song I like is the squeal of the pig. In the tummy of the grizzly bear. I like that part. That's That's a good part of that song. Shout out to Mrs. Johnson. I have no idea if she ever is possibly listening to this show. But my music teacher, when we were in elementary school, she taught us the grizzly fight song. I just thought that was great when we were little kids. Uh, When it comes to the Packers, though, they got got whooped last night uh, by the Buffalo Bills. And the Bills are the real deal. We've talked about the Bills extensively. I think the Bills are probably the team in the NFL that has one of the truly elite quarterbacks and a truly elite defense. 
The Chiefs have an elite quarterback. Their defense is pretty good. But the Bills got both. They got a truly elite quarterback and a truly elite defense. But the story for the rest of this year is going to be when it comes to the anybody that's playing the Packers is the Packers. And the Packers not <laughs> you know, living up to yeah. what has been such a great, successful run the last several years. Two-time MVP and Aaron Rodgers. But he this whole offseason, he made it all about him and he made it all about not football. I just wonder how tough is that when you have the guy that sort of puts himself out on an island and then... You know, the, the the adversity hits. Yeah, I get your point. It's tougher to motor through the adversity when those things have occurred, really in the offseason and leading up, in, yeah. really even into the season. However, I suspect that when, when, when you're losing in the NFL, many people point to the quarterback or the coach. or well, It's typically uh, the players are... Maybe too young, just sure. not good enough, not mature, not experienced enough, a little lack of experience. Typically, it's that sometimes you've lost just too many guys to injury. And I think all of those things, including what you just spoke about with the great Aaron Rodgers, has as, as come to fruition for the Green Bay Packers. Teams change, Coulter, during the long marathon NFL season. Totally. Uh, sometimes they'll change two or three times because of personnel, because they're trying to stay one step ahead of their opponents, and they, it's a continuing, evolving type of situation in the regular season in the NFL. So we'll see if Buffalo can continue uh, to get better and better and better, or do they get hit in the face once or twice throughout the season because of injury or poor play or some inexperience shows up somewhere. Noir is now Monday afternoon quarterback, Coach Marty Mortaway, joining us in studio. It's presented in part by Dazzler's Car Wash. Dazzler's Car Wash is our next-door neighbors. Shout-out to Jason and the boys for all that they do for us and their great support of us. It's an awesome place to get your car or truck washed. Winter is coming. You want to keep that car. The paint is so important for the value of your car. In Missoula, they put all sorts of de-icers and stuff on the roads. That stuff can eat away at your paint job. So you want to keep your car shiny and clean all winter long. Come on over to Dazzler's Car Wash. Get one of the unlimited washes. Starting at $31, you can get that legacy package for $37. We have a $50 gift card for you to Dazzler's right now. Let's go caller number 6, 406-888-1029. That's 888-1029. Call right now. Dazzler's Car Wash right next to us here at Missoula Broadcasting Company on Radio Way. Call right now, 888 888- one zero two nine. The news of the day, Coach, in the NFL, Roquan Smith, who was the number eight overall pick in the draft out of Georgia a couple years ago. Uh, I mean, a guy that just pops every time you watch him. When you watch the Chicago Bears, they are up and down, but man, he is a ferocious player in the middle uh, of their defense. He's traded today from the Chicago Bears to the Baltimore Ravens. It's unbelievable to me how the Ravens somehow figure out a way to get the the best of the best dudes on defense forever. And this is another. Uh, they need it. They need it bad. They need an addition on that defense. But from your perspective, you were in the NFL for a long time. What's it like when a trade goes down? Especially, uh, you know, uh, you can be on either side of this thing, right? You either get one of the best players in the league, or you're losing one of the best players in the league. There's probably a lot of feelings in the locker room when this goes down. Oh, that's correct. Uh, so the 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 team that trades for one of these players, the Eagles did it uh, recently with a great pass for rusher, sure. Right? Robert Quinn coming into the Eagles. I mean, that, that's yeah. the other part that's crazy about the the Bears. You can tell they have new front office, right? Yeah. I mean, they, just, they just traded two of their best dudes. They, yeah. I mean, they probably traded their two, arguably, two best players on their team. Yeah, so they're planning for the future. And we know how important that is. However, well, right, the team that gets the man, how much did they give up? 
What is the future of this young man? Is it a one-year deal, or are they going to try to sign him? What type of draft picks did we get? Can we get the draft picks back by maneuvering? All of those things go into play. And all of those things typically are discussed right before the move makes. The team that's trading their really good players, they're definitely just simply planning for the future. And there's still so much season left, like, like – uh, uh, Indianapolis goes with their young quarterback. Man alive, it's a little early to be doing that. So these veterans that they know, they only have so many years in this league, and they're trying to get a ring, right? So then the, you better communicate really well when you're trading players, really good players, out of your organization. I always find it so fascinating. I've, I've thought this ever since I was a little kid. Draft picks are are so valuable in the NFL for sure. But I always find it crazy when you got like established, ridiculously good players that get traded. I remember when Randy Moss got traded for like a fifth round pick. And it's like, man, I get that you're trying to build for the future. There's no way you're ever drafting Randy Moss in the fifth round ever. It's not an equitable deal, right? And and so that comes into play the salary cap, right? So what team is willing to take his salary? Who can right take a huge salary even for? A half a year, right? So the money does come into play yeah, on all right. of these moves. Almost all of them. It used to be, you know, if you if you had a great bank, you, you just signed him to be, you could cut him. Sure. And it would hit you in the face. Now it hits you all in the face. So you're kind of stuck with a handful of players or more. Or if you cut this man, you're going to have to cut a bunch of other dudes, right, to get to get none of the salary cap. So there's some teams are willing. I'm with you on that, right? Right? You've got a, a, the ability to trade for one of the best defensive tackles. We went through this one time, right? Sure. Give up a low number one form. Okay. Okay. What are your odds of picking this type of fellow right. late in the first round, right? It's probably somewhere around 50, 50, 60, 40, right? And what... If you if you give up your low number one for this player, what's the risk? The, the only risk is injury, right? right? Well, it's the same if you draft a young man as well. So the odds, to me, are so much higher with, let's say, a fourth-year man that's been to the Pro Bowl once or twice that is already proven, and you like him within your system, you like him within your locker room. Some people, and it's only a select few— are willing to do that. Why? Because you've got this personnel group that wants their draft picks, right? So it's 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 some unique conversations that go on during the trade deadline. I mean, Bill Belichick was famous for this. You'd always you trade the guy after he'd had a, a little bit of a breakout before they had to pay him. And it never came back to bite them, but they traded some pretty good players there in New England over the over the years. Or the other strategy is a good strategy. Good strategy. You know this player is going to be fantastic for you, right? Right. But it hasn't quite shown up. You sign him to a long-term deal. And this long-term deal now, and these are tough to turn down sure. at a little bit lower rate because he's got a couple generations of his family probably right. set up, and then you've got him for many years. Now, the only negative that way is two years into it, the guy does what you think he was going to do, and he's right. made a cut, and he feels underpaid. And so you might have a problem two or three years into a long-term deal. Monday afternoon quarterback? Coach Marty Mordaway joining us in studio here uh, on Nuanas. Now we do this the second hour of each Monday uh, here on ESPN Radio. It is presented uh, in part by Front Street Pizza. They're on Front Street. 
we'll give you an opportunity to win free Front Street Pizza next uh, Friday. So, or uh, this upcoming Friday, that is every Friday, Friday Pie Day, presented by Front Street Pizza. So, tune in for that. Last broad point before we do some cheers and jeers from yesterday on the NFL. It's so funny, man, because w- the Seattle media market is a little bit outside the national media market. Like the Seahawks still get a little bit of national coverage. But in Missoula, we get a lot of Seattle stuff, and there's a lot of Seahawks fans around here. So I feel like I've been living in sort of the Seahawks little bubble for quite some time. The Russell Wilson situation has been very revealing to me because it's as if the world is just like realizing how annoying Russell Wilson is. I thought he was annoying for 10 years, and now the, the world at large is, is uh, learning. But that's, that's besides the point. The Seahawks come into this year with no Russell Wilson, with a no-name defense that's completely rebuilding. I think people around the league were predicting that this was going to be a team that was fast-tracking toward a top-five pick. And they beat the Broncos in the opener against Russell Wilson. That was not that surprising, though, because it was in Seattle. You got the, you know, the, the master versus the pupil, and you know Pete Carroll schemed it up. But then after that, people were kind of thinking, ah, you know, the Seahawks, they're not going to be anything. They're, they're going to be a four-win team this year. And not so fast. The Seahawks are playing as good as anybody in the NFL. Your boy Geno Smith is a huge part of it. But also, yesterday they looked nasty on defense, and they were excellent on special teams as well. Montana's own Will Disley making plays all over the place. He had a forced fumble, a fumble recovery, the big tight end out of Bozeman. This is all to say, you can't ever sleep on a Hall of Famer, man. Pete Pete Carroll's a hell of a coach. He's got this thing rolling right now in Seattle. The Seattle Seahawks have a heck of a coach. John Snyder, the GM, we go all the way back to our Green Bay days. They got a heck of a GM in Always Seattle. Yep. They got a heck of a home field event. That's a tough place oh, to go in and play if Seattle's any good at all. It's so funny, too, because I went to a game there in September, and they were on a two-game losing skid, and they lost to the Falcons. And that was my first time being at a game there. And I was like, man, this isn't as, as what it was cracked. This is not as advertised. But then yesterday, that place was off the chain, man. That place was out of control. Yeah, so they've got a lot of positives. Gino, as you know, I got to train him uh, as a rookie. And I, I thought his best years were going to be that four- to seven-year area. You know, he was quite a little bit raw. I think we went eight and eight with him starting all 16 games. Yep. So he's got talent. And he's got now he's, got, he's been through some major injuries. He's got all of this experience. They've got a solid plus. I think they're a solid plus team. I don't think they can go all the way, right, unless every break goes their way or something like that. But uh, Pete Carroll and John Snyder have rebuilt the Seattle Seahawks. Did they know more than everybody else regarding Russell Wilson? You know, uh, and I suspect they did because you know your players inside and out. When you're in the mix, when you're outside of that building, uh, your mind can kind of wonder, oh, my gosh, we're giving up a heck of a quarterback here. And they didn't quite have the respect that uh, uh, for their quarterback that's playing at a high level now. Monday Afternoon Quarterback presented uh, by Dazzler's Car Wash. Cheers and jeers from yesterday's NFL slate. We'll do that and a Monday Night Football preview next. Keep it right here in Nuanas Now, ESPN Radio. 
Grizz Nation's favorite outfitter is the M Store, where they're all Grizz all the time. And now the M Store has a brand new location in downtown Missoula. Come check out the new storefront located on the corner of Higgins and Broadway. The M Store in Missoula has been your Grizz gear headquarters for more than 10 years, offering some of the most original University of Montana gear you'll find anywhere in the Garden City. Next time you're downtown, swing in. Come by the M Store today and wear what the Grizz wear. Or shop online at MontanaMStore.com. ESPN Missoula. Watch the show statewide on SWX Montana Television. Usually it's Outlaw Country when Coach Marty's rolling with us. But let's a little stones, a little CCR today. I don't know. Just try to keep it fresh. It's almost November. What's up, everybody? Welcome back. Duan is now ESPN Radio, SWX Montana Television, and the ESPN MT app. It is the Monday afternoon quarterback with Coach Marty. Marty Mornoweg in studio with us. It's presented by Front Street Pizza, Dazzler's Car Wash, and Rome Student Housing. Cheers and jeers from yesterday's NFL action. A cheer, that's a good thing. A jeer, that's a bad thing. We'll go through it quickly. First of all, uh, I was watching the Jets game, and there was a, a picture of the uh, of Geno Smith and Mark Sanchez because Mark Sanchez was doing the color commentary on oh, the was deal. He? Yeah. And I just it just reminded me because that was one of your years in New York, right? They yeah, brought you Mark got hurt. They brought you in to fix Sanchez. Sanchez, and, yes. And then he gets hurt and you get Geno Smith, but you guys had a good year. Well, we 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 maneuvered. I'm that's one of my years. That's one of the years that I'm really proud of. And we didn't even make the playoffs. We went eight and eight, but it was with a rookie quarterback that was nursing a high ankle sprain. All the way through training camp, and somehow we went eight and eight. We went three and four. Uh, uh, excuse me, three and one down the stretch. Knocked the Dolphins out of the playoffs in the last game. Is all they had to do was beat us. And I really thought that Geno had a future at that time. And certainly, many years later, he ends up doing very well for the Seahawks. Tier number one, the Minnesota Vikings. And I know that I always tell you people out there, the last thing left in the world that I'm a fan of is Minnesota. I also thought, though, coming into this year, that the Vikings were going to be very good. I thought they had a chance to be okay with a new head coach, but I don't know. I didn't think they had much on defense, and I thought that the quarterback is just stuck in neutral, and, well, what do I know? Kirk Cousins is playing outside of his freaking mind, and the Vikings are 6-1. and one. I mean, that was a crazy game yesterday. The, the Cardinals are exciting and just a complete mess all at once to watch, but, you know... It's a big win for Minnesota, and all of a sudden they keep stacking. They're six and one. So a couple of things: Minnesota is sort of overachieving. They are. Uh, they they've put it together. They're playing as a team, uh, offense, defense, special teams. The Cardinals. This quarterback, I love his skill and ability, but he reminds me in a different way because they're all different, right? They're all right. different from right. themselves. It reminds me of Mike Vick way back with the Falcons, a great player, a dynamic player. But he needs to play the quarterback position, yeah. period. He's got to play at a high level. Uh, he he just loses uh, uh, sometimes his discipline. He does. Okay, play the quarterback position first. When you're forced to move, then use all of that God-given ability and keep your discipline when you're moving. He doesn't seem to have much poise, though. That's the thing is it seems like when he's when he's they, every time they cut to him, He's having some sort of a meltdown. He's yelling at somebody, or Kyler Murray's yelling at his head coach, or whatever. And it's like, man, you're the guy they paid forty-five million dollars a year. Like, you got to calm yourself down. Well, it goes back to that contract, by the way. Remember For that sure. dumb 
bleeping contract? Yeah, for sure. Both sides shouldn't have let that happen. For sure. I mean, you know, they put in four hours of study hall type thing. <laughs> right. We what what? I mean, you, you know, that got out. It only it's going to get out because everybody has access in the NFL to read these contracts. Yep. And I'm I'm not so certain. That's a little bit of carryover. And and Kyler Murray's going. Hey, let me just show you. You know, one of those deals, and then he loses some of his discipline. It just bothers me because I do like his skill and ability. Jeers for the Los Angeles Rams. Yeah. It keeps getting harder for them. Uh, you know, you could say it's a Super Bowl hangover. Uh, to me, they just don't have the personnel. They loaded up with sort of this rent-a-superstar team last year. I mean, they still got Aaron Donald, but they don't have any running backs to speak of. Their offensive line's way worse. Cooper Cup hurts his ankle yesterday. That's your one bright spot. And Kyle Shanahan just keeps on owning Sean McVay. <laughs> in the regular season, but remember right, that's right. when the that's Rams right. on their run, they beat them in the playoffs. So, uh, but anyway, the Rams look like they're a below-average team at best right now. Let's just see. Let's just see what Sean McVay can do. And I'm I'm biased towards Sean because his granddaddy. I think we talked about it. The great John McVay was with us in San Francisco and all of that. But uh, let's just see because they still have some talent. But missing Cooper Cup now. I mean. He's a spectacularly, uh, uh, what's the best word? Uh, spectacular, not spectacular, but his numbers are spectacular. So productive, yeah. Yeah, production he's, was, he, the, he's really was hard. the right it's word. It's hard to replace just, you know, that many first downs. I mean, the, the dude the dude set the NFL record for first downs in a season last yeah, year. Yeah, first so. downs, touchdowns, yeah. all that, keeping drives, third down catches is crazy. How productive he is. Cheers to the Tennessee Titans. How about Derrick Henry? If he's playing the Texans, I hope you're playing him in fantasy. There's only three running backs other than Derrick Henry that have at least four 200-yard games in their careers. Derrick Henry's got four 200-yard games against the Texans. I mean, <laughs> unbelievable. Yeah, I, well, the Texans are down, right? So the so Texans then, are down. Then the Titans are with their backup quarterback, who I kind of like, by the way. I like the, his, uh, 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 Malik Willis, who they drafted yeah. in the first round this last year, and he's a good player. Now they did it the right way. Now they were playing a, a a defense and a team that was well below where they are, but they kept this young quarterback sort of out of the mess, but they still utilized some of his skill and ability. Cheers to the NFC East. Cheers to the AFC South. This is amazing. My brother, Brooks Nuanas, gave me this stat. The NFC East has 23 total wins already this year. The AFC South only has 11 total wins and five of them are by the Titans. Yeah. Uh, the Indianapolis Colts underachieving really hurts, but... Yeah, I don't think anybody thought the Jags were going to be some world beater, but I don't think anybody had them at two and six either. And uh, the Texans are just bad, so yeah. it's a team that or it's a division. Excuse me, that has three of the the lesser teams in the AFC. Yeah, that's that's a poor division. The Titans should run away with it. The NFC East, you've got the Eagles and the Cowboys, and then the Commanders aren't as bad as people think because they can play some defense. They play great defense. They've got a quarterback that can move and groove, he you know, can. just a little bit. I kind of like the kid. Heineke, you know, it's, I like saying the name too. Heineke, you know, uh, he's he's playing pretty well for him. He can manage the game. He's got some talent. This is a great example of what we're talking about. When we were talking about the Grizz, you got to have a, if you have a backup quarterback, you got to be able to maneuver. They maneuver well with him though, right? I mean, he's actually okay. Yes, and they can maneuver. You have to have a pretty good defense. Yeah. 
to do that, right? Or then you're forced to put a young quarterback in what I call the mess. Too many third and longs and you're dropping back or, you know, all the too many situational things that are either going to win or lose. You're not going to be quite as good situationally with a young and experienced quarterback. So you got to face those facts and game plan accordingly. Cheers to the Atlanta Falcons. They're in first place in their division and they've done it with just this smattering of running backs. They basically signed a kid off the practice squad yesterday, and he, he comes up and scores a touchdown. So uh, their run game's so so fun to watch to me. What's it like sort of – why doesn't everybody do creative stuff in the run game like that? I mean, they're running receivers up sometimes. I mean, but it, it works. How do they make it work? Well, look, it's philosophy. It's yeah. all philosophy. Yeah. And what do we need to win the next ball game? And you game plan that way. Uh, some teams – are just so anti-run because the the numbers show you that passing the football typically wins you games. And you will have an occasion where a team runs for 42 yards and runs at a a two-yard per carry clip, but they win the game because they get four or five huge plays in the passing game. They are tending to go the other way. Their creativity comes in the running game. Monday afternoon quarterback? Coach Marty Bordeweg in studio with us here on Nuan is now presented in part by Dazzler's Car Wash right across the street from us here at Missoula Broadcasting Company. A couple more cheers and jeers. Cheers to Russell Wilson because, man, I mean, the, coming back on my flight, I worked out for four hours while everybody was sleeping. Just shut your mouth, man. It's Nobody cares. You're a professional yeah. athlete. You made hundreds of millions of dollars playing quarterback in the NFL. Of course you work out. I mean, it's just annoying, man. But I, th- I also think it's fascinating that the world is sort of uh, learning about this, you know, Mr. Unlimited that he's been calling himself forever. It's just funny to see when you get outside the Seattle bubble. Yeah, some of that is just some common sense, right? Right, right. You know, I mean, because you say something like that, and he's done it many times, And but when you're winning, it kind of gets brushed right. over, and then all of a sudden you, you you have a couple losses, and all of a sudden the cartoons about you working out on the plane <laughs> or in right. the newspaper the next day, you know? <laughs> That's exactly right. A uh, couple more before we get to this Monday Night Football. Cheers to Tua Tagovailoa. He had the highest quarterback grade, not rating, not true quarterback rating, but grade. When you're grading out the film, he graded out at 97%, which is unbelievable. Highest in 15 years according to Pro Football Focus, so it's good to see Tua back in the lineup. Talk about using your quarterback in the right way. They do RPO stuff with him, and they don't make him do too much. But he's, I mean, he's one of the best RPO quarterbacks ever, seriously, in yeah. the NFL. He's got good instincts. He makes good, quick decisions. He throws the ball pretty strong. He's got excellent accuracy. He understands timing. And then he's got a little athleticism to him. I think the best thing about Tua is that he's keeping himself reasonably healthy. You know, he can't, he can't take too many of those hits that he took, you know, early in the season. When he's healthy, he's very, very good. That's my only concern about him is the health. Monday afternoon quarterback presented by Front Street Pizza. Go check them out on Front Street. Pizza by the slice, pizza by the pie. Dazzler's Car Wash, great place to get your car washed. Uh, get the unlimited package starting at $31. And it's also presented by Rome Student Housing. Great option for all of your students here in Missoula right there on Front Street. Monday Night Football coming up. And uh, should be a fun one. An interstate rivalry between Cincinnati and Cleveland. Sportsbet Montana kiosks all around uh, the state of Montana at all your favorite places. They got the line at minus three and a half in favor of the Bengals. Bengals coming off a big performance last week. The Browns, honestly, Coach, are the one are the team that are sort of defying what I always 
scream and yell about on this show. I always think if you can run the ball, you can do a lot of different stuff. The Browns can run the ball, and they haven't been winning because of it, though. If you run the ball, right, uh, awful lot, you better be scoring points right. on these drives because the pass game can negate the run game like, bam, right? You've seen teams, 14-play uh, drives and kick a field goal, right? right? And then the other team, two plays, and they're in the end zone, right? right? But because of the pass game. So well, the running game is important. It's important for many uh, controlling of the game, situations, all of those things. Yards per carry uh, equals wins more than the number of runs or total yardage in the run game. So they have to understand. They do understand. They're a very analytical type of team. Uh, I think it, 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 this is kind of like uh, the Grizz-Cat game, you know, uh, with the interstate. It's kind of like uh, the Eagles and Steelers. I mean, it's going to be rolling tonight. I would expect the Bengals to stay on their roll. I'm not sure the Browns have enough juice uh, to, to defeat the Bengals tonight. It would be very interesting to see the Bengals' offensive depth Tested because the Bengals were sort of sputtering out the gates. They caught it, and they've been really good the last couple weeks. Burrow was awesome last week. But Jamar Chase, who's one of the best receivers in the NFL, he's out. Yeah. Where do you go from there? But Tyler Boyd, good player. They have good players. I mean, Joe Mixon's good running back. So it's going to be a big test for Cincinnati for sure. Um I mean, what do you think of this matchup? Yeah, Burrow just needs to stay away from the sacks. You know, he's been sacked at a you know, record rate and all this and that. And they blame it on the line. And, sure. you know, some of that is is probably true. But the quarterback, I, you know my philosophy on that. Two-thirds of all sacks are quarterback-related. Now, whether you actually give it to the quarterback or not, but, but he's learning, right? He's still a young, young. He's a great quarterback. Anybody in the league would love to have him. And so I would expect Cincinnati to roll. Bengals minus three and a half. You want to go place a bet? You can go do it at any of these sports bet Montana kiosks. We'll have a all football all the time with some of your best point spreads of the week. Totals, over-unders, all that stuff. A little later on, Brooks Nuanez, my brother, and a gambling aficionado will join us. Thanks to you for joining us here on your Monday. If you missed anything in today's show, you can find it on the Nuanez Now podcast, probably presented by the M Store and the MSU Bookstore. Montana Football Hour, Monday afternoon quarterback. You got your Monday slate all the way locked in. Thanks so much for being here. And to go check out the podcast if you missed anything. Coach, thanks for being here on your behalf. Man, it was awesome. Go Grizz. Juice it up. I'm going to go for my first time to that quarterback club meeting tonight. Why? Just to support the home team. Hey, well, be careful. They might try to hire you as offensive coordinator. No, no I, I <laughs> Stand and deliver. Stand behind your local team. Nuan is now back at it tomorrow, 4 p.m. We'll see you then. Thanks for being here, ESPN Radio. I am here with Catherine DeLands of The Advocates. If you've been listening to ESPN Radio, you're familiar and you know if you've been in an accident, The Advocates can surely help you. What sort of expertise do you guys have when it comes to uh, any sort of personal injury accidents, things like that? Uh, it's all we practice. Uh, you're not going to get an attorney who's practicing family law or in court defending criminal cases. All we do is personal injury. We're a multi-state firm, but I'm right here in M- Missoula. So we have the backing of a large firm uh, with just years of expertise there, too. Free consultations. You can find out more by calling 406-640-4444 or by visiting online 24-7 MontanaAdvocates.com.